Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Warehouse has your Christmas gift sorted. Find David Beckham Respect 90 mil for just $29.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. Here's Kempe, ready to rip into another big morning of sport. 24th of November, and hope you've had a good week so far. She's blustery down here in Ototahi Christchurch. The wind is out. It's one thing about Christchurch, she gets windy. Very, very windy. Louie would know that. Good morning to you all out there. Morning team in Auckland, Kempe, Louie. Joe Neeps, Aroha. Great to hear your voices, Kempe. How you doing? Yeah, morning, mate. Yep, a little bit, uh, a little bit slow on it this morning. Had a big SENZ party here at uh, HQ starting yesterday afternoon about five thirty, and uh, went into the wee small hours of the morning. Um, not for me, but for a number Kempe. of a number of our other teams to drive home. I left them there. You know, they don't have to worry about getting up at. Five o'clock in the morning and driving into work, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, good, day, good. It was a good, look, good afternoon. Um, I met Mister Kubota is like the man. Nice. Yeah, yeah. How and was that? You get a tractor, mate. A story. Um, really, really good people. Seriously, the yeah. like a lot of the sponsors were just down to earth. Um, it was really good to catch up with them. Uh, Got fifty, like something in common. Like I'm a I'm a car fanatic, and uh, mm. he's got fifty classic cars. And and I said to him, "Is it a museum?" He said, "Oh, that's a really good idea." I'm like, yeah, man. Like put that in a put that in a museum because people would actually like to see that. Um, but yeah, no, just a really good afternoon here, hosted by the boss Hutchie. Uh, 
done oh, very, very well. Uh, caught up with Brandy Alexander. He's over. And Scotty Sattler. Um, Sats is over. Me, I played with Sats up in, up in the crushes, so I haven't seen him. I've spoken to him a number of times, but I haven't seen him since then. It was good to catch up with him and, and chew the fat for a little while. Uh, and Kirst run the cutter, mate. She ran a, a couple of panels and very, very good at her job. Like, like mm. I've done a, a number of, I guess, events where I've been at and seen her, but not one where I've been involved, and she is very good, mate. I know, now I know what everyone's talking about. So, um, yeah, good <laughs> night. Good night. It was uh, good to catch up with all the Australians there over for the week. They're heading down to Queenstown today. They're actually all up. They're at the airport now. First, first crew left at 6 o'clock. Um, and Hutchie's got them down there just to experience New Zealand. We had a real good cultural um, welcome last night too from Ngāti Whātua. They came into the, the house here at uh, SENZ and, and you know, done it. He did it. He he done the whole thing right. It was it was actually really really good to see. So um, I'd say there'd be a few dusty people out there today. Man, they put it on. <laughs> Hutchie knows how to run a party. He does. He does indeed, Kimpy. Great to see and hear that Hutchie is in New Zealand and he's showcasing our beautiful Fenua to uh, the people from around the world. And great to see you caught up with Mr. Kubolta. Hopefully you got him yourself a tractor for your big <laughs> kitty kitty estate up there, mate. Um, awesome, awesome night. You stay with us, Kempi. No doubt you would have had enough sleep because, well, you you live off one hour of sleep, mate, so I don't even know what you're complaining about. You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, mate. You'll no, no, I'm be all good. fine. I'm all good. Yep. All right, mate. I'll tell you what, we've got a big show today. So the Softball World Cup has snuck up many uh, – and it's only just around the corner. A few, it's been a few years since it's been on our shores – uh, and at this t- they take on the Czech Republic in their opener. And Captain Cole Evans will join us at 7am. So looking forward to that. The Black Sox, the World Cup is here in Auckland. Czech Republic, Cole Evans, the skipper, will join us after 7 o'clock. So looking forward to having a chat to Cole and then domestic cricket. It's here. And uh, we just love celebrating success stories well. Henry Shipley, the tall quickie for Canterbury, destroyed Wellington with figures of 6 for 40, including a hat-trick. The big man, big unorthodox bowling style, uh, he tore through Wellington, and uh, we're going to get him on the show to talk about his success uh, in that performance. So looking forward to that. And then after 8 o'clock, more than an athlete today, Netball's big man, goal shoot, Jay Galdard, has been a force for the men's netball team for a while now, but it's his work for Etu Tangata. That is what he uh, wants to share today. And he's going to come into my studio this morning and chuck the cans on him and have a wee chat. I've been talking to Jay for the last wee while, and he came over to my house on uh, Tuesday. Tuesday we caught up and had a wee chat about Etu Tangata. You know, I'm, uh, it's a conversation that needs to be said. You don't really think about it because you think it's the Kiwi way, but it's all about mentality and changing our kind of thought process. So I'll save it for my uh, bomb squad, and then that'll lead into Jay coming on after 8 o'clock. So stay tuned. Um, I, I, you won't be disappointed. And I'll probably get your, your thought processes gone and, and make you start thinking about the way we approach certain things. So that is our show today. Plenty going on. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Um, give us a message. 
Love to hear from you, or even better, give us a call, 0800-150-811. There's still plenty of messages left on the on the text machine. There's one coming through uh, from Marky. Morena, lads, and Aroha. Aroha, thanks again for the bonus bet yesterday. Still waiting to put together a must-win multi. Any tips? Welcome. Well, Louie, you had a little bit of a day out at, because even my dad tech messaged me, Mr. Sincerity, or fun of the whatever it was called, and I said, well, I didn't take it there because it's Wednesday. I need to calm down. So, um, but, mate, not a bad outing at Avondale. Yeah, full of sincerity was the one bet I really liked. Um, and one, well, we tipped it out at $3. It closed at two forty. So hopefully, or well, you didn't, Izzy, but hopefully uh, a couple <laughs> of other people got a piece of that. And if you did, you can reinvest into the Quaddy Crush. There you go. Pete, go on, get involved, Pete. You'd love a Quaddy. Go sign up, SCNZ. Just go to the win tab, Pete. Put in your details. <laughs> le- leave that $100 in your TAB account and reinvest it. Just follow me in here, oh, Pete. Mate. Got to give Cam a shout out too, mate. Because what day are we on today? Thursday. On Monday, he he um, he tipped out on Rich Girl in race eight, and that just bolted mm. in, mate. So I will tell you what, Cam's on a heater with his tips. Comes in with some. So you're obviously beauties. taking you're taking notice of that, Kimpy, but you just well, keeping it to yourself. I've noticed that when Cam puts a tip in, <laughs> like, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, I'll just go and have a look at that, mate. He he doesn't miss many. So he's do, he's doing his homework, Cam. He's um he's very very good. So what do you got, Cam? Okay. What do you got us for? What do you got for our multis this weekend? Throw us one this way. Forsman, Forsman's on oh, here too, isn't he, Louis? He's so good. <laughs> yeah, grillsy, grilling them. He um he is Andrew. He's just placing his horses beautifully, and I'm a rich girl. They think she's black type. Um. They think she's black type. Cool group of owners, big syndicate across New Zealand, Australia, and Dubai. And I think they think she's going to go on and do some pretty big things. So um, I'm a rich girl. That was a super win. There were some good wins yesterday, actually, on a heavy track. Today, they're at Otaki. Mm. Stakes racing today. Uh, Butler, Al Sharrick's got the favourite in the Wellington Stakes down there. Uh, there's the Levin Stakes. Well, I'm just doing some replays now. Just uh, Sorry, the Levin Stakes for Butler. Race 7, the Wellington Stakes, the three-year-old race. $80,000 up for grabs. Um, so I'm just doing some replays here trying to find the winner because, yeah, it's, it's a wide-open stakes race down there. Group 3 on a Thursday. But, yep, yeah, it was good to get a couple up. And Cinerama's in the market, Kempi, $450, ninety, I think. Yeah, but probably, uh, you know, I wouldn't be going crazy on her. Probably needs a run, which we had her. She would have been set for this, obviously, this one. Um, if Awapuni didn't can that day down there, what's that, a couple of weeks ago now, Louis um, Awapuni on the Friday, uh, Rickerton on the Saturday. So, but she had a she had a jump out and a and a what do you call those exhibition gallop. exhibition gallop. Um, spoke to Alan yesterday, very happy with her. Uh, so he thinks you know yeah she she should go all right. And as we know, she's she's full up with the Tarzino, um, and they normally. Do pull pull one out of the bag, so I wouldn't be surprised. Put it that way, if she can get the job done, um, but yeah, don't, I just wouldn't be going crazy on it. There's a couple of really nice horses back yeah, in the is. races on Saturday. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's same with Coventina Bay. Probably put her in the same boat, to be honest, because she's back at the races in race number six, four eighty-two dollars. But she's fresh up for uh, the first time in a long time, and it's a wide open race. 
But saying that, like she's only ever missed, she's only ever not one fresh up once in her life, Coventina Bay. So I've got to replace and. I think Cinerama top four is a, a really good bet, but the one they've come for is Pre Defer, which makes sense because Pre Defer ran a huge race on the wet track last start, and it's 450 into 360. Back to set weights, he's finally got a weight that suits him 56 kgs. Craig Zaki, the South African who can ride. Um, so that's the one that I would, for. look. Look, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be that uh, annoyed if Pre Defer won. I think. Um, you know, been around and missed out on a number of, you know, run a load of seconds and thirds. Um, and the other thing about that, a real good mate of mine, he texts me one day, Cinerama's racing down in Hawke's Bay. And he says, oh, we're we're racing each other today. He's a real good mate of mine. We play together. His name's Mike Thompson, Bucket Thompson. Um, great league player. And uh, I said, oh, really? What, what, what a horse are you? And he goes, Priest the Fur. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm down, I'm down here. The Hawks, I haven't seen him since we were kids. We played like under-15s, under-17s, under-19s together. Um, and uh, I've been following it ever since and just watching it getting knuckled. All the, you know, So I wouldn't be really disappointed if Priestavir gets up because uh, of my mate Mike Thompson being in it. So all the best, Bucket. Hope it, hope it, uh, hope it runs a good second to Cinerama on the weekend. But, mate, all the best. Good luck. <laughs> Good second to Cinerama. Listen to you, so competitive. Uh, Spain, by the way, are 4-0 up over Costa Rica at the moment. We are high, We are like high level on Did Spain. Did Germany yeah. lose? Germany lost to Japan. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Kane Two said, one. going for my sweepstake team, Germany. Be tough for them to make it out now. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Who's got Germany? Who's got Germany? <laughs> Who's got Germany now, sweepstake, Joe? Do you know? Can you do a bit of you do a bit of research? Run out there and see the whiteboard. Uh, I think it, is it Jess Innes has got Germany. Oh no! They tried to sell oh, it. They tried Jessica. to sell it to me yesterday. <laughs> this is one of the first things when I read it this morning. I was like, oh, because I thought about it. I thought well, maybe I'll buy Germany. <laughs> Thank God it didn't. <laughs> yeah, Jess Innes has got it. Oh no, <sighs> that is tough. Um, Belgium, Belgium boys, how, how do you feel? Is he out of the nerves? <laughs> I, I feel good. Feel confident as anything. Canada, mate, walk in the park. Didn't even know Canada play football. So there you go. <laughs> With their moose hooves. Um, <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> the <laughs> moose knuckles. Canada, I think, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Kimpy. Rain of the Are you still pissed? <laughs> He's still, still tired? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It's Thursday. <laughs> yeah. The old, the old, uh, what are they? The, the Canadians, the Maple Leaves, the Maple, they, they yeah, they love it. Like, no, they do play soccer, actually. And they, they pushed America in their qualifying stages, so they could be, look, if you get past that. Nah, no, no. I know. I oh, know, mate. But Belgium, Belgium will will sell through uh, past uh, Canada, and we'll keep the boat going, lads. The boat's gonna be gone, mate. I was just reading some news. I know we'll touch on it um, today um, for sure. But I was reading that article about um, the Athletes Corporation that has been launched by led by Mahi Drysdale, Olympian Kirsty Gligenberg. Um, they're taking high high performance sport New Zealand to the employment um, authorities, and uh, they, they represent about sixty elite cyclists and rowers. And they've started 
this kind of these conversations and Raylene Castle it's trying to be in, in, in the background but someone's got a bit of a scoop on it and Raylene Castle's come out and uh, just try to quieten it down but it's basically a voice for the athletes taking on um, high performance sport and regarding money and regarding money and, and equal pay and the well, part of the pay that they should be deserved and they're getting. And so it's an interesting thing that we're going to follow, lads. I was just doing a brief little read before, and I'm no doubt there'll be many out there that'll probably know a little bit more about it. But I was wondering if you you had any inkling on it, Louis or Kempi, because it's um I know you're very passionate about high performance sport, but it's interesting. This is only the start. Yeah, this just looking is it's a Dana Johansson scoop from. It's literally just come out fresh first thing this morning, five a.m. So I hadn't read it yet, but. She, you're right, she's got the gravy. So they've, they've found out that there's an athletes' union being founded, led by Mahe Drysdale, as you said. And they're going at them, you're right, they are. The, it's a complex and highly political employment wrangle. And it's an attempt by the cooperative and its backers to secure better rights and protections for New Zealand's elite athletes. There mm. you go, including meeting minimum wage requirements. It was always going to happen. It's actually quite funny as I uh, I had a doctor's appointment yesterday over at the Millennium, which is where High Performance Sports Sport New Zealand um, are situated. And I ran into one of the, the relationship managers out there talking about integ- mm. we're talking about integrity in sport, which is a, a massive massive push towards sorting out our sporting organisations down here in New Zealand, mate. They must be under all sorts of pressure at the moment, coming from all they sorts of be, angles. Yeah. Um, because I had a fair crack at him yesterday just in around what I thought about integrity and sport meant. And then you've got this stuff. Mate, as soon as the players start to voice, the, the people yep. that actually do the, the sport, then you've yep. got big issues coming. Well, like had, When they find their voice, and it's always the way, then, then we're yep. actually going to see things happen. So here it is. This, is. this is the hook of it, which is really interesting. Stuff understands, and again, this is Dana Johansson's work. She's a super journalist, that the government agency, this is High Performance Sport New Zealand's permission, is that athletes are not their employees, therefore it cannot Mm. enter employment negotiations. So now this new cooperative is seeking a determination from the ERA, the Employment Relations Authority, that contracted athletes are effectively employees of High Performance Sport New Zealand, which will be a test case, which will be watched around New Zealand because... Well, I guess representatives of New Zealand, but not technically employees of the union or the, the their employers, High Performance Sport New Zealand, which is, I mean, you, like you guys would know, like when you're an athlete, your wage is completely determined a lot of the time on how you perform, which at the moment, like Opie Boston's been suspended, right? And he's he can't earn. There's yeah. not too many jobs here. If you don't actually aren't out there, you lose your right to a wage. It's, it's crazy. You know, look, I... They're always going to find little angles to get themselves out of it. But for me, I was a representative of New Zealand rugby and I was wearing the New Zealand fern and it always gone back to New Zealand rugby. And every time I got paid, it said New Zealand rugby pays. <laughs> so I just assume it was all part and parcel. But interesting interesting to see how it unfolds. And I love it. I know you love that one, Kempi, because how passionate you are about taking on high performance and the boards and, and all the situations unfolding there. So be interesting to watch this case. Yeah, I just had a little... Quick little squiz of it this morning. I thought it'd be quite good to have a little conversation on it during through throughout the day, and surely more will keep breaking from this. And, I, and sure. I'll tell you what is just before we close off on that, 
like they have to be held accountable. They can't keep saying, well, we, we're going to hold sports accountable. Actually, the systemic issue sits right at the top. They need to be held accountable, um, uh, high-performance sport and sport New Zealand, because it starts there. It doesn't start anywhere else. So, mate, it is really interesting. I'm, uh, I'm going to be watching this very, very closely. And Ray Lincastle, as well as Mahe Drysdale, have both declined comment while this is going on in the courts, while in, with the ERA. So they're letting the process play out. What a scoop by Dana Johansson. Nicely found, is he? That's really interesting. 22 minutes past 6 o'clock. Um, I can't wait question of the day. Yeah, let's do it. Can't, can't wait, wait question of the day. Of the day. Uh, it's actually going to be around cricket, so I'll make it really quick because we're a little bit late. 22 minutes past 6. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Marshy says, have the boys, have they named the ODI team for Saturday uh, or Friday? Tomorrow, Marshy, no. They haven't named the team as such yet, but we know who's in the squad and Martin Gupta was not in the squad. After we got off air yesterday, boys, Martin Gupta was, got to the position where he's handing back and he's leaving his New Zealand cricket centralised contract. And I can't wait question of the day. I had that scoop too from the wedding. I just didn't know how to say it. Didn't want to break it. Good on yours. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, 23 minutes past six. Uh, where, do you, where are you at with the Black Caps at the moment? That's my can't wait question of the day. Where are you at with the Black Caps at the moment? And New Zealand cricket probably is the better question because there's a bit of angst around the way they've treated Guppy, in my opinion, is, well, he's the last guy who would have ever wanted to ever give back his New Zealand cricket contract. All he's ever wanted to do yeah. is represent New Zealand and the Black Caps at the highest level. He's done it time and time again. He did not deserve to be treated like this at the end of his career. And it is a sad and gutting way for a grade of the game to be treated at the end of his career. And I'm just, I'm actually gutted by How, how often does that happen, um, Louis? Seriously. Like, that's what happens. Well, who else has it happened to? Oh, it happens to every sport. It's not just guppy. It happens in all sports when you get to the end of the career that they sort of forget what that player has done for your organisation and they tend to throw them out the back door because the new boy's on the block. And and I've said many times, many times before, we need to protect. That's why. That's why I say, like, if you've played for your country, you've played a certain amount of things. There should be certain privileges that you're allowed, because how you get treated at the back end of your career is the, the guppy. The guppy situation is not unusual. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, okay. Twenty five minutes past six o'clock. What do you think? Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Come through. Where are you at with New Zealand cricket and the Black Caps at the moment? That's what I was wondering. But we've got to head off here with Kim Sweehouse. Great savings every day. Spain is four 0 up against Costa Rica right now with twenty minutes to play in that World Cup game. Quickly, Izzy and Kimpy, where are you guys at with New Zealand cricket and the Black Caps at the moment? We've spoken about them uh, a lot over the last few days. Do you have a feeling that's well for me? I'm. A, a, a little bit of I love New Zealand cricket I love the Black Caps and right now I'm a little bit lukewarm on them to be honest mm, I'm pretty similar to you Louis um, I just feel like this is going to be similar to the ABs like we've just come out of a golden time and a golden period we've had generational players and like the future ahead is going to be a pretty bumpy road I feel uh, the one situa- one thing about the guppy situation just quickly is uh Look, I can understand. I've been on the other side. When someone's better than you and they take your position, you can cop it. You can handle that. And, and you can move on and say, look, I accept it. But at the moment, I just don't think that is the case. Yes, Finn Allen 
is showing signs, but is he clear cut above Guppy? Probably not. So that's probably the only situation that's a bit rocky about um, what's going on. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but a bit wobbly on it. Lukewarm. <laughs> that's the best way I can put it, Kimpy. Yeah, look, I, th- I think there's more water to go under the bridge. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you touched on it, uh, Louis, way before the the World Cup started, that this is probably the end of a golden era and that some changes are about to happen. And, of course, when changes are happening, then we're going to see people going out the back door and, and you know, I, some, generally you go and, they go into stealth mode and try to hang on to, by, the, by the skin of their teeth. So... Um, yeah, watch the summer. I think the summer, probably coming into next summer, we're going to see a totally different look. It's so hard for sports teams, franchised or countries, to transition through periods gracefully. Like eras end, and it's so hard to do it gracefully. You're so, you're so right. It's so yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. You can come out of grand, for instance, you can come out of grand final. All right, you can come out of going to three finals series, come out of a grand final the following year, sack the coach. You know, you, and then all of a sudden sack all of the players that could have won you a grand final. Like that's that's what I mean. Like it, it's a regular occurrence, and there's always a common denominator. And it's like the, the this article that as he pointed out this morning about Dana Johansson. Like she's touching on the she's she's dancing around the edges of actually what's going on, and she's you know she's going to find out like if. She, that that article, it is it is going to go off. It, honestly, it's the tip of the iceberg, isn't it's it? It's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. yeah, and that's why no one's saying anything. Yeah, uh, twenty and eight minutes away from seven o'clock. Let's get to Arahata news for Kubota on the Black Caps. There's some good text messages here, Jason and Brett. It's hard to transition gracefully through errors, but you would hope that the legends of the sport of the game, are, the legends of the game, are still treated with dignity and given their time. That's all I'd say. We'll get to Aroha and come back with more after this. <laughs> SNZ is 25 minutes away from 7 o'clock at Bunnings Trade. Helping business is our trade. We're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. Just a couple of sports headlines from around the world. Wow, Liverpool a couple of weeks ago, lads. They were going to sell up. The Glazers, hashtag Glazers out, Daggy. It looks like they are finally <laughs> packing their bags. They are keen to have engaged a series of banks to put Manchester United on the market or start the process at least. And Piers Morgan has taken credit for it, saying his interview with Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo has forced the Glazers to sell the club. <laughs> on Cristiano Ronaldo, Kempe, you asked the question yesterday, is he going to get a payout? No, because ah. United think... And their lawyers have argued he has broken protocol by doing the unsanctioned interview and by refusing to go on the field that day when he actually spat the dummy. He's in breach of his contract, so they've saved themselves. What do you, what do you think they paid him for the interview? Who, Morgan? Because he wouldn't have done it for free. <sighs> I don't know. Would he? He's got 500 million followers. What is he? Well, that's what I mean, like... Imagine, imagine the ripple effect. So he's getting paid by whoever Pierce Morgan's working for, and then he's put it straight onto his socials, and he's put his sponsors around all those socials. 
Mate. He would have got paid. He would have got paid. He would have damaged. He would have picked up that. He would have damaged his brand too. Definitely would have damaged his brand. Thirty million he missed out on for that. Uh, Fifteen point five million pounds he missed out on for that. <laughs> Man, you, Man, you selling ten billion. Oh. Ten billion <laughs> of the valuation. <laughs> that is that is insane. But it makes sense if you think about how big the brand is globally around the world. And Crazy. Staying with football, Morocco have drawn with Croatia. Germany, after making a really poignant protest, as Kempis alluded to earlier on in the week, saying that watch this out, they covered their mouths in the kind of team photo, I guess giving the impression FIFA is muzzling us they went on to lose to Japan and Fra, uh, Spain I should say are currently giving Costa Rica a hiding in the SENZ app and this was their latest goal just moments away, ago. getting through the middle of the grounds slipping a pass in towards Morata flag stayed down play goes on, Morata squares it up and the cross and the shot comes in from Gabi laid it out on the laces and rifled it into the bottom corner. Yeah, hiding alert, 5-0 at, at the moment. And uh, that's what Costa Rica get for cheating against us. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hiding. There's five. still five. 22 minutes to go. Was that 20, 20 oh. minutes? Oh, 13. 13 minutes, yeah, probably 10 minutes of extra time, 23 minutes. That's true. There's been lots of extra time. I don't know about you guys, but like, I'm not I, – I, I try to – I don't want to upset the football community. But there's just some parts of football that I just, just <laughs> all of the time can't spent, stand players rolling around oh. on the ground. It oh, just triggers me. Started. It triggers me to another stretch. Hollywoods, mate, absolute Hollywood, <laughs> straight up. They don't even can they go and watch the replay. And this guy's in agony, and I'm like, wow, he must, he must have got, and he must have got smoked. Go have a look, bro. He's just clipped his little. Shin. Mate, and I'm like, oh my god. DJ Piranaris ruptured his Achilles and he's got off the field in 30 seconds. Oh, mate. <laughs> Do you reckon they go to classes? Like acting classes? 100%. 100. Yeah. You can't Because it's hard off. to act there. It's called football like, it's training. It's hard to really sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you reckon it's part of training? <laughs> Any footballers out there? Let us know. Double eight, double three. Is it all part and parcel of coaches training? <laughs> I'm with you, Louis. Can't stand it. It triggers me. But... But I'm glad that they've actually because the the thing is you lose so much game time. But now they're actually doing the fair represent. That you just mentioned Kempi that there's ten minutes of stoppage time. Well, usually in a game like in a Premier League game or something, there's like maybe three minutes of stoppage time per half. And you're like, well, no, but there's been a bloke rolling around on the ground for eight minutes, so <laughs> yeah. we're just losing time. So at least they're actually adding it up. It's a the- it's a theatre though, isn't it? Like it's a theatre of. Of football, and it's become accepted that you know because they're watching pulls off the best acting class. Like some of them, I, I watched one last week where a referee stopped it and moved them on and put his hand on the back of a player um, who was a defender, and he felt he felt the hand on his back. He didn't see it was a referee, and he pulled the Hollywood mate and fell on the ground. <laughs> oh my! God. And I was like, yeah. that that says it all for me for football. Oh. <laughs> we're not we're not picking on football and footballers don't please don't turn off SENZ but you have to explain itself. We need to please explain. Tim says that could have been New Zealand getting spanked by Spain. Lol. Well, at least we would have been there, Tim. Costa Rica, not happy with him. Brett says, where am I? Where am I with the Black Caps? One word, Hoha. Feel sorry for Guppy. 
He's arguably our best fielder, saves about 16 runs per innings. He's good for a run out and a screamer. Brett, well, that's a, a great point. I mean, the bloke has scored. He, he, you know, I'm not, this might sound sensationalist, but I actually think there's an argument to be made, is he? He might be our greatest ever white ball crick, uh, batsman. Yeah, for sure. Across well, he's, T20 he's, and ODIs, he's most T20 international runs, and then he's third on the ODI list, 7,346. Yeah. And that's what I mean. He's got a ton of experience. He can score runs, and he's shown that over his long period of time. Like, at the moment, Finn Allen's been classed as a, as, as a real superstar, and he showed glimpses of it, of it. But whether he can do it for long periods of time, you know, only time will tell. And that's what we're going to try and do. When you're trying to build through a generational time, you need to build for the future. And this is Finn's opportunity. But I just don't think he was better than Guppy. And Guppy was showing, you know, Guppy still got the game to go out there and, and win us games. So, look, it's, yeah, it's interesting with, with New Zealand cricket. I reckon they've lost fans for sure. People are starting to, to switch off. Well, he's a legend of the game, and to be kind of backed into a corner where you give up your contract, it's, it's really sad, to be honest. Lads, my only issue with Finn Allen is his lack of ability to adjust. You, to continuously try and swipe in swinging Yorkers over Cow Corner is just thick. They obviously found a weakness in him, so he needs to go back to basics. Early in the innings, at least. Jason, you look, it's a good point, Jason. And Finn Allen, this isn't a bit... Like, I, I really don't want the conversation to turn on Finn Allen because nah, he, no, no, he, he sure. is going to... Ha- yeah, I don't know, none of it is like that. He's going to have his time, Jason. But right now, he's not ready. 18 minutes away from seven. Quizzy Dag's up after this. Oh, 800, 150. Oh, I'm ready. 8 11. <laughs> Mate, this is an easy quiz. I don't know. Neeps must have had a big sleeping. Give us a call. This quiz is simple. First caller probably wins it. Oh, 800, 150, 8 11. Take on the quiz master. This is how you do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that complain. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that complain. Quizzy that come play it 0800 150 811 Now give us a call Ooh, give us a call Don't know about this one Don't know about this one We'll give him a chance Let me Morning <laughs> Oh, hey, brother, there you go. There you go, Kimpy, Louis, and Lammy. And Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyway, can we listen to our uh, next time? I don't want to do it. Oh, nah, Lammy. sorry, brother. No, no. no. Uh, I love it, Lammy. I love it. I can feel your pain, man. I've been a palmy. Anyway, here we go. Question number one. <laughs> Which team beat? The All Blacks to knock them out of qual- oh the All Whites sorry which team beat the All Whites to knock them out of qualification for the FIFA World Cup? Uh, oh, Costa Rica. Costa Rica is correct. Question number two: UFC fighters Tai Tuivasa and Tyson Pedro, along with Penrith Panther Nathan Cleary, are soon to open a brewery for their new beer brand. What is the name of their beer? 
Think East. Sorry, what's that? Think East. East. Beer. Oh. Think Beer East. <laughs> you got to work that one out. Think Beer East. <laughs> oh, God. I'll go East. Sorry, <laughs> 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 Levy. That was Kempe's cryptic clue. Have a good day. Brad, Brad from Dunedin. Morning. Morning, fellas. Morning. Can you name their drink? The beer. What is the name? UFC uh, fighters. Tai Tuivasa. Ooh. Drink West Slagas. Correct. Good well done. Man. Question number three. The New Zealand men's softball team is ready to embark on their World Cup campaign. Which country are current defending champions of the softball World Cup? Great question. Oh. Is it New Zealand? New Zealand is incorrect. Sorry, Brad. Have a good day. Brett from Huntley. Morena, Brett. Morena, Kazi. Hey, guess what? Morena. I don't know. Who else plays softball? <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> is incorrect. Straight off it. Have a good day, mate. Go Ed from Tolaga. Ed. Will Ed know? Um, I think it's Argentina. Argentina is correct. Question number four. New Zealand has been left out of the supercars calendar for 2023 as they haven't found a replacement venue. Where's the race usually held? Pukekoe. Pukekoe Park is correct. Question number five, mate. Where does Martin Guptill rank on New Zealand's all-time one-day international runs list? Is he uh, third? Whoa. Yeah, boy, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're this lucky. You want to come you short in front of us a couple? <laughs> yeah, this is how you do it. Ed, Could what are you going to put it on? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, you know the rules, eh? You know the rules, eh? What's the rules? What's the rules? If you you win, and you put a multi on, and you win, you donate it to Movember. Movember? Oh, that's us us doing our push-ups every day for you, fellas, eh? Yeah, that's right. I've been telling me to do push-ups. Good man. Good man. (laughs) Good man, Brad. Have a good day, Ed. Cheers for that. You too, brother. Ooh, pretty sharp on it today, he Ed. He's very sharp. Yeah. Argentina. I didn't know they played softball either. But yeah, that was that was yeah. Apparently, apparently, Argentina. Well, ask Cole Evans, Kimpy. You're a big softball guy. He's the captain of the Black Sox. Yeah. They've had a bit of COVID in their team, so they've had to cancel their media or in their camp. They've had to cancel their media. Um, presentation and, and media session this morning. So we've got Cole on the phone. So we'll be getting the gravy straight from the skipper's mouth himself. How good. And they'll think they'll back themselves at home, won't they? Yeah, out at uh, out North North Harbour there where the stadium is. It's a great, it's actually if you get a chance to go out there and watch the, the World Champs, um, it's one of the World Champs where you actually get a really good seat. So get out there and watch them fire it down. Uh, I've been out there when Jared was playing. Um, Jared Martin was playing. Followed followed him through because he's like a white little boy. It's actually it's awesome. 
it's awesome to watch um, those guys up against each other. So all the best to the Black Sox. I don't reckon they get enough uh, recognition for what they've actually achieved in the World Champs. No, probably never have. That's a good point, Kempi. Cole Evans up after 7 o'clock. couple of your texts before the end of the hour. Coming up to 7 o'clock, right, a couple of your text messages on the cricket just to round the hour out. The Black Caps are the new Warriors, Luke from Lincoln. Whoa. That is tough, Luke. And that, I that don't... Stay. Don't. Don't. <laughs> is he? Leave don't. our warriors alone. No. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, morning, Jets. I'm a Guppy Watch fan. Yeah. I'm a Guppy <laughs> fan and would go as far as saying he's New Zealand's greatest ever ODI opener, but he has been out of form for four years and has already been given a long rope. Four years, I don't know about that. He's at a stage where he isn't good enough to wear the fern. Oh, I also don't know about that. However, I believe he deserves a final game in front of Eden Park and a send-off from international cricket. Thanks for what he's given to New Zealand. Cheers, Heath. Well, I disagree with part of what you're saying, Heath, but I do like your sentiment, and I guess that's probably my big issue here is how a legend of the game has ended up kind of falling by the wayside, is he? Yeah, it's, yeah look, four years, that's, that's a bit harsh, I reckon. He's been... he's probably hasn't been as... Wow. Aggressive as he has been in the past, but he hasn't been too bad. Anyway, we're going to shoot off and we're going to come back with Cole Evans, the captain of the Black Sox. Back soon. He's out of with the news for Kubota. Yes, good morning. It's Izzy and Uncle Kempe ready to rip into another big morning of sport. I've just had my coffee delivered for my beautiful family. My favourite time of the morning around 7 o'clock when I get to see my little kitties coming in. and Wave to Uncle Kempe and Uncle Louie through the camera. How good. And every morning they're like, I want to see Uncle Kempe on the way to Kempe. Allah. <laughs> He's busy. He's busy. He's, he's writing down something on his paper, but nah, they really enjoy Stop it. showing Arlo those photos of me, you too, is he, eh? I don't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Funny story. Funny story. So, we're up we're up north, and we're, you know, we're up at a wedding on the weekend. Anyway, Mandy sends me a photo, and it's, it's the laughing Samoan, you know, Tofinga? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Louis will know. Anyway, the laughing someone yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. apparently, apparently uh, Arlo goes to Mandy. Is that Kempe? Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that is so good. I love kids. <laughs> as, he, as he sends it straight to me, as he said, do you know what as he's like? So he's pissing his pants. He sends it that straight to me. He goes, so good. My kids just sent this to me and said, is that Uncle Kempe? <laughs> <laughs> Kids are the best because they're dead set serious. Arlo, Arlo, ch- that apple didn't fall too far from the tree, mate. <laughs> oh, he's sad. Eh? But Kimmy, they really do. They really do. They love. They love you, man. They see you, but that would have been the facial here, Kimmy. It would have been that little, 
chin strap. Louis pulled it up. Yeah, let's say it's a facial hair for sure. And, and he is such yeah. a good dude too. To be compared to him, he's the man. Mate, he's the man. Yeah. He's, he's a legend. He he's an absolute legend. He's an absolute legend. If I legend. had his wit, oh, be half the man. But anyway, that was one of the funny stories. We've got a big hour coming up, lads. We're going to talk some domestic cricket, and then we've got Jay Gowdard coming in after eight. And there's a quick message before we get to Cole. Spain getting me paid, paying nine bucks for over five and a half goals. A useless Costa Rica. We're always going to get pumped. That is from Paddy. They got pumped 7-0. Crazy, crazy. Anyway, the Softball World Cup has once again returned to our shores after nine long years and will get underway on Saturday night with the Black Sox facing the Czech Republic. It's been a family affair as always with three sets of brothers in the New Zealand side, including the Evans duo of Cole and Reese. Cole will be playing in his fourth world championship. How good. And we'll have the honour of captaining the side as well. The Black Sox captain joins us now on the line. Morning, Cole. How you doing? Morning, mate. I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks so much for, for ch- joining us this morning. How did you enjoy the mini-tournament down in Palmy North last week, mate? Was it good to get a bit of playing time together? It was, mate. It was. Uh, it's, it's been a long time since international softball has uh, been on New Zealand shores, so uh, it was just nice to get out there and uh, yeah, get a few under the belt. Hey, Cole, Mark Sorensen, your coach, does he get behind the, the, the um, home plate there with the catches and, and give them give them a bit of lip? What's he like? He does a bit, mate. Uh, he's good. He is good to have around, mate. Obviously, a huge name in uh, New Zealand softball, uh, and he carries a lot of respect around the park. Oh, mate, he'd be uh, one of the good good chats for sure. Hey, just, mate, with the, with the lack of softball being played, has it been difficult uh, being able to come together in such a short time? Or obviously, you know, with COVID, have you had enough time to prepare for this big event that is in our own shores? How good's that? Yeah, mate, it's, it's, it's been a, well, almost 10 years since we've had uh, the World Series on New Zealand shores. Um, so the boys are pumped, mate. Uh, in regards sort of preparation, uh, not, not really, mate. We, we have, it hasn't really hindered us at all. We're, uh, we're in a good spot. Um, I guess a couple of results didn't go away on the weekend, but uh, yeah, it was, again, it was nice to get some international games and the boys are fizzing to go this weekend. Yeah, what was the main focus for the weekend? Obviously, results didn't go your way, but you, you, you're building for the big one. So did you get enough out of it to give yourselves a lot of confidence heading into the World Cup? Yeah, we did, mate. Um, it was the, yeah, the five other top sides of the tournament. Um, and it was good to get some quality games against them. Obviously, you get a lot of learnings from, from playing sides like that. So, yeah, we took a lot out of that weekend. And, again, we're just buzzing to get out there this, uh, this Saturday afternoon. Hey, Cole, so have, have the other teams, the international sides, been playing against each other? Um, or is this the first time that you guys have been um, pitted against each other last weekend? And, and just give us a, a tip on who you think the hardest teams are to beat in the tournament. I believe the um, a few of those international sides have been playing, mate. There was a, a Pan American Championship, so all those American sides uh, have been playing uh, together. I think Aussie have sort of been like us and, and sort of been starved a little bit of international competition, but uh, yeah, a few of those other sides have been playing. Uh, in regards tough sides, I mean, it's probably those five teams that are on the weekend. I know that's sort of that's cliche, but uh, yeah, softball at the moment internationally is yeah very tightly com- competed. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously Argentina are uh, returning champions, so uh, they're going to be yeah. tough. And, uh, yeah, Japan are always a good go. So, 
there'll be a few sides in the mix uh, for the next sort of 10 days uh, once we kick off. Well, everyone loves a bit of adversity in the camp, mate. I've been to a wedding on the weekend, and I think about 80% of the weddings got COVID. So I understand one of your coaches has tested positive for COVID this week. How's that affected the prep? Yeah, one of the trainers, mate. Um, so we were, obviously we oh. were tested yesterday, and, and we're negative. All good at the moment. So fingers crossed uh, we'll go all right. Um, but yeah, it's sort of that time, isn't it, mate? And it's something we've sort of been preparing for and expecting. To be honest, uh, it's been the way of the world for the last four years and it sort of starved us for competition uh, for the last four years. So, yeah, fingers crossed yeah. that we can sort it out and uh, hopefully dodge a bullet here. Cole, how good is it to have an athlete as talent, talented as uh, Tawera Bishop in your side? And did it take a little time to get him back up to speed on how to play again? No, nah, he's an athlete, mate. Um, playing diamond sports all his life. Uh, softballer as a kid. Uh, very good one at that. Um, went away and tried his hand, and now he's back with us, mate. He's, he's, he is quality. Um, yeah, just a good presence behind the plate, uh, catching, and obviously a big bat in the lineup. So, yeah, we're happy to have him back, and uh, he's good to have around the boys, too. All right, mate. Czech Repub- Republic. Did you have an opportunity to play them over the weekend before you run out of against them in the opener? Or what are the expectations we did, mate, of Czech? We, um, yeah, we, we played them on the weekend. They, they snuck a 3-2 win. Um, Mm. They're a good side, uh, quality, good ba- uh, a few quality bats. Uh, it's a good pitching, mate. Um, it's, a, it's a good opener for us. Um, yeah, again, got a few good learnings on the weekend. Uh, and yeah, we, we'll, we're pretty confident um, we'll come away with the with the points on the weekend. Mate, what, what about Mark Sorensen's coaching style? Look, we've been talking a lot about coaching on this uh, on our radio show, and and. You know the different kind of approaches, different coaches. Being what is what is Mark Sorensen's strengths, and and are you able to give us a little inkling of of kind of the theme behind the World Cup? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's a very smart man, mate. Uh, he's very tactical. Uh, put a lot of thought into yeah. sort of game plans and, and approaches to games. Uh, in regard to style, I mean, we're probably guilty of uh, trying to play the long ball, hit home runs, and, and over the last sort of couple of series. Um, so for this one, we're just looking to to run a lot. Um, the athletes have been chosen to compete at this one. Uh, we've sort of had a yeah an inkling on trying to change our style of play, and we're going to play a lot of small ball and, and run a lot. So uh, it should be exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, again, mate, I know I've said it before. We're just fizzing to get out there, excited, and uh, can't wait to get out there in front of a pack Rosedale Park um, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, what a spot. Well, spot. Hopefully the rain stays away. Cole, just about your depth, Cole, what, what's the pitching lineup like? Do you have do you have a a quality a quality lineup of pitchers there and also the depth in your batting? Can you can you take it right and in deep into the innings? We can, mate. Uh, pitching wise we've got a good lineup. Um a couple of good quality throwers and then we've got a few utilities who can sort of fill it in fill in and uh pick up the uh sort of the slack uh, every now and then and and throw a few innings. Um and in regards to hitting, yeah, it's a, it's a quality lineup, mate. We've uh, we've got yeah some world class hitters, and then again, just guys who are willing to battle and, and can play some good small ball. Mate, four World Cups, four World Cups, mate. You're an old timer. You've been around for a very long time. <laughs> How many more you got left, brother? Hopefully a few, mate. To be honest, yeah. I mean, obviously it's not as a cap on the side, so hopefully a few more left in the in the old leagues, mate. <laughs> Cole, who's the, who's, oh, hey, the be, who's the best you've seen, Cole? Like, we've had some great, 
um, Kiwi softballers, you know, way back in yeah. my day, the Mike Whites, the Chubb Tangaroas and those type of guys. So that goes to show you how old I am. But who's been the best you've been able to play with the, the Nukunukus, the Martins, the, oh yeah, I don't know if you got to play with um, your coach, but who's been the best you've played with? Yeah, I've been very lucky to play with a few, yeah, some, some really quality players. Uh, probably the best I've got to play with is, yeah, Nathan Nukunuku. Uh, he was the captain when I came into the side. Uh, and he's actually my, my club coach at, at club level. So he's, he's been awesome to have around. And uh, Brad Rona, uh, another yeah, yeah, big bat um, and just quality guy. I, I wasn't hey, lucky mate. enough to play with Mark. Um, he was he was sort of before my time. But obviously, yeah, there's, you could probably name a list of probably 10, 10 to 12 guys who were, yeah, just out-and-out quality. Now you touched on the, on the club. The club scene. I was. I'm filming a show during the year. We went, actually went to Papa Toy Toy Softball Club and did some renovations there, and uh, it was awesome yeah. to be able to see. What about the club scene? Are we still got a lot of strength in the club level in softball ranks? Is there a lot of depth coming through the ranks? Yeah, we, we do, mate. Um, it, it's sort of the the talent sort of spread out a little bit, um, mm. and it's yeah, it, it's sort of well rounded around the country. To be honest, and the numbers are pretty good. Um, we're sort of stretched out to, to Pookie as well now, mate. Uh, Pookie Coey's uh, had a team and brought a team into the Auckland competition, um, which has been awesome. Uh, it's just nice to sort of get those areas of growth where um, it seems like the population's getting a little bit bigger too. So, yeah, the, the, around around town it's not too bad, mate. And, uh, yeah, it does stretch around the country. It's been pretty good. Beautiful, beautiful, Cole. Oh, we're going to let you go, mate. No doubt you've got a big day ahead of you, and hopefully... The dreaded COVID can stay out of the ranks and uh, the Black Sox and your team can continue on your home show. I'm sure you're going to have so much support, a sold-out stadium. How good would that be, mate? So thanks very much for your time, and uh, good luck for the rest of the tournament. No doubt we'll talk to you through it. Appreciate it, boys. Thanks very much. Yeah, good. Carl yeah. Evans. Some big names here. Nukunuku, Sorensen, Martin, Tangaroa, Chub, mm. yeah, Chub Tangaroa. The, uh, there are, there are the Nukunuku boys, you know, the, the Rona boys, the fa- the families that play softball and that have played it for so long. Four World Cups, and he still reckons he's got a couple more in him. Yeah, no, that's crazy, crazy. It's a, it's a got a real rich history softball, but we've referenced in the first hour. It's just never really cracked through into the mainstream, no. or doesn't seem to get that kind of top level headline attention it probably would deserve by the amount of success we've had. I know. And, and you know, like I've had this conversation with Jared Martin's father, who was my coach. So Jared Martin's a Hall of Famer, and he used to carry the bats around for us. His father's in the, on the New Zealand Senior Tour as a golfer. They're very, very good sporting family. Yeah, right. And I had this conversation with him around softball and said, you, you sort of need to change it up like cricket have. So cricket, you know, you played it in the backyard and was test cricket. Then they went to one day and then they've gone to smash and bash and all sorts of different forms of cricket. Well, softball is softball, you know, and they need to, they need to move it to that modern, to that modern era where otherwise you're just going to get softball for the ages, you know what I mean? So I just, um, it's a great game. And of course, Aroha was a great, fantastic softballer herself, um, representing. So, it's a great game nice. that hasn't really been recognised. And we've been world champs plenty of times. Yeah. Oh, no. I grew up watching, like my brother, he played it 
quite yeah quite, quite hard and I'd go down and watch him at the diamond watch a little when I was real young and then he moved away so kind of gave up then but Hawks Bay softball that's quite they were good, it's quite um, prominent there yeah mm. they There's, were um, very down good. there at Arkina by Hastings boys there's a couple of nice diamonds there and used to go watch it down the road it was awesome to watch great game to play I, was, I played it during the year this year and me and Beaver had a little competition the home run competition and we were taking on Ray this guy Old fella Ray from Papa Toy Toy Softball Club, and man, he could rip it. <laughs> oh, oh, it's like, how do you hit this? And it's all about timing because they're a lot bigger those balls, eh? Yeah. And it's a bit of a bit of an art when you're trying to hit it. You know, like you try and swing it. Oh, mate, can't yeah. Beaver, Beaver cheated. <laughs> you better weather weather conditions. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, let's get the nets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's apparently they do have fast pitch softball as well, Kempi, so there are variations mm. of it. Would it be great to get it some um, more publicity? So why don't we follow the Black Sox carefully through the World Cup and see where it is? Because you know what we're suckers for in New Zealand? Winners. Mm. If You know, yeah. like, we get stuck behind momentum and we love to back get on a good thing. And then, you know, I reckon the momentum off a home World Cup's got to be awesome for the sport. So let's follow its journey. 19 minutes past seven here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. As he's got a bomb squad for us. Bumped up the order. We'll get to that just after this. Got it away to Dan. Two Izzy's bomb squad. Ooh, what is it about New Zealand and success? Now, this isn't a chat about how good we are for such a small country, but quite the opposite. Why do we as a country hate success? Why do we as Kiwis hate seeing people succeed and will look for the smallest thing to chop them down or belittle them? And even so, we as the person that is creating success and getting ridiculed, take it and even sometimes ask to be chopped down. I don't have the answers, and I'll be honest, I've found myself doing it. Both sides I've found myself doing because I felt that's just who we are. Kiwis, we are meant to be confident. We aren't meant to be proud of our achievements and we are deaf not meant to be taking our own success and standing tall with our chests out. Why? As a country that is so small but that can be so successful on the world stage, we sit here and we try and tear each other down. I'm sick of it. And I can't wait for my friend and a real leader in the industry to come on and chat. Jay Galdard. Stay tuned, he'll be with me in the studio at around 8am and we're going to tap into this. But Kempi, it's something that has really hit a, hit something with me. Yeah, <laughs> you did, and you're dead right, you know, and especially with our culture and the humility that comes with our culture, you know, everyone's always said about New Zealanders and how they stay humble, but man, the tall poppy syndrome... And and knocking people off their perches, we are very very good at that, you know. And it Why? Does, and it does, Why? Hey, it's like it is. I think I think I think success, um, especially in our country here, is is really frowned upon. Like the thing that really gets me is when a team's going well, we want them to lose. Mm. So look at the Crusaders. Yeah. So they're going really really <laughs> well, and instead of us celebrating success as a country and saying actually we are the best team in New Zealand. Everyone's sitting at home going, we can't wait for them to lose, you know? And that's, that, <laughs> You're that right. is such a Kiwi thing. So, mate, well said. I uh, I, to- I totally agree with you. I think our, our tall poppy syndrome um, 
is an issue. And and you know the other thing that comes with that? Because what happens on the back of that is imposter, is imposter syndrome. So all yes. of our great people, they feel like they're imposters because people mm. are always knocking them down. It goes hand in hand. And um, That's it, Kempe. I've dealt with imposter syndrome, and I'm like, you know, like, who oh, am I? Like, you, you just get embarrassed, and you, you never want to pat yourself on the back. And I'm the same. Like, if, if someone says something really nice, I'll try and do something to to kind of squash it or, or, you know, put it to the side or, or just bring me sound self down so I don't sound too conf- cocky. And, mm. you know, it's like, look at look at that Harry out. And I found that at school, you know, like you know, I was watching this kid and, you know, he was going really well at school and he was really academically on and he was nailing all of his schoolwork. But I'd go over and say, you're a geek. Yeah. What a geek, you know, instead of going, wow, why are you like that? And what are you doing to be... So successful at, at at school, why don't I try and do that? But no, I'll try and belittle him because that would make me feel better and bring him back down to my level. Yeah, and it's um it's all across New Zealand, and Jay Gowda's doing some great work with his um charity Etu Tangata, which is stand up people, and um and it's just breaking down those barriers. And I I really want him to explain where this is stemmed from because this is a a systemic kind of issue at the moment that goes back centuries of of New Zealand and where we are and who we are, mm. and uh, yeah, so it's a it's a conversation. Look, and I'm I'm no, you know, I've I've found myself doing it, but I don't even know, and it's like crazy. It's just all part and parcel of the New Zealand culture. Louis, have you had a thought on it? Uh, tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, look, I, coming from a rural New Zealand, just like you guys are um, yeah. out in North Canterbury, it's staunch. You, you know, the All Blacks we idolise, the Richard Lowe's, the Wileys, the mm. Deanses mm. out that way, and they're all staunch, good North Cantabrians, you know, like uh, farming, kind of rural. And I wonder if part of it comes because we do have so much of that kind of. Uh, We've got, we're such a regional-based country. A lot of our uh, – maybe that's where I'm com- – well, just my personal experience coming from out of town mm. where it's out of – you know, the the people in town, we used to call them townies, you know, they dress yeah. up and look out – you know, a, look, we're yeah. all the put, same, mate. Put nice, we're the same. We call them townies. Put nice clothes on. You go, oh, what, what, look at that loser dressing up or whatever, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the older I get and moving – obviously now I live in Auckland and – you know, the more mature and more self-confident I've become in myself and who I am, I do see it and I hate it and I try not to do it, try not to cut people down for the sake of it just because that's who they want to be. Because the other thing is everybody's idea of what is cool is different, right? Or everybody's idea mm. of success is such, such an, success is such an individual thing. So how dare – you actually have no right to tell somebody else – you're not successful or that's not right or that's not mm. cool because to them that could mean something completely different. And once you get that concept through your head, it's quite simple. But well I don't know why or where it comes from. It's probably a question from Jay. Is he? It's a really interesting conversation though and it's sports is um, attached to it, but it goes through every walk of life, doesn't it? Mm. It does. It, it goes through all walks of life. Like, and like, the question is like, what is success? You know, everyone has their own... Uh, own success in their own right. It's like success doesn't mean you're, you're rich and you've, you're the best at what you do. Like there's all different parts of being successful in your own right. And I think for Kiwis, we don't understand that and we don't know that. And the one thing I hate is like, you know, I've been I've been around some um, 
some people that have done some fantastic things in business and, and really excelled in what they do. But then I've heard stories of other people finding ways of like, he can't do that. They mm. can't be that rich because, you know, like he's obviously scamming someone or he's doing something. <laughs> like they'll try and find ways because they can't believe that someone's done really well in business or made some money. And it's like, and I'm just like, mate. It's hard work. Mate, it happens when, I tip, just it happens when I tip a winner on a Saturday and Clado looks at me like... <laughs> yeah. You're not meant to tip them. I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Celebrating, celebrating success is such a... We're so... Like, and we've had one just happen last week, mm. okay? Celebrating success. Mm. Like, the, well, the country should have shut down when the when the Black Ferns won the World Cup. Well, Saudi Arabia a, did. And had a... Exactly, had a parade. Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. <laughs> they have a public holiday, the country. <laughs> I never ever thought I'd be looking towards Saudi Arabia saying they do it right. And um, <laughs> they definitely don't. But, you know, it's an interesting... Yeah. It's an interesting conversation. Double eight, double three. What do you make of it? Um, tall poppy syndrome. How, how's this? Can you answer where it comes from for us? Where is it and why is it? 28 away from a great stuff, is he? Thought-provoking, mate. Um, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SNZ, we're 26 and a half away from 8 o'clock. The text machine is double eight double three. The phone line is 0800-150-811. Give us a call on that Kennard's higher phone line. The FIFA World Cup has been going on this morning. Gullah's fueling your mission all year round, and they might have been fueling Spain because they went berserk. Pass-thirded through the gaps to Alba, who squares it up towards Olmo. Now he's found a central player in Pedri, looking to go back to Olmo, who spins, gets away from his defender, and chips it in! First goal for Spain, it took just 11 minutes. Foray after foray, it was coming. It's Alba in space, plays a lateral ball through, and the second goal for Spain, Marco Asensio. Quick as you like, Alba played the lateral pass across the top of the box and Asensio just needed half a second to have a look to take his shot first time and slide it past the goalkeeper. Looking for the 1-2 with Alba who stayed central. Alba continues on inside the 18-yard box, two defenders in front of him. He's upended and penalty awarded. And now to score in the 31st minute, Fran Torres comes up and rolls it down the middle and Spain have a third. There you go. They went on to double that. Did they get seven in the end? Yeah, they did. They absolutely towed up Costa Rica. Elsewhere, Morocco and Croatia played out in a little draw. Germany, wow, shock defeat to Japan, 2-1. And Belgium, for Izzy, take on Canada at 8am. Daniel McCarty and David Choate with the call of that one. They're locked and loaded in their commentary position right now in the SENZ app, so you can flick over and catch up with them. Gull fueling your mission, pop into your local for some good value. Fuel, visit gull.nz. Have you seen this text here from Horsesy? Yeah, yeah, mate, that's, that's a valid point. Our harshest can be quite cutting when you were a kid. I will never forget when I broke 70 for the first time playing golf when I was 14 and my dad saying I could have shot lower if I hadn't missed parts. Brutal. That is from Horse. And, and Horse, that's where it all starts. As a kid, you learn the most you'll learn about life. 
You know, your memories will always flood back to your earlier days. And that is where uh, Jay and Etu Tangata are trying to break into, the schools, the young kids, and that's where it all stems from. So, mate, I can understand why you remember that. And there's another one here. Tall Poppy is built into our DNA as Kiwis. It's a competitive thing. We grow up wanting to be first, whether in sport, career, or body shape. If someone is better, we have a competitive instinct to want to bring them down. Cheers, Paul from Hawera. I can understand we're very competitive lads, but that doesn't mean you have to be to the detriment of someone else and, and trying to drag them down and be Bruce Lee. Look, being better than them is, is, is fine, but there's other ways of going about it. Train harder, work harder, you know, be better behind the scenes, but not being brutal with your conversations and how you do it. I don't mind if it's on the field and you're battling it out, but when you're behind their backs and you're tearing them down, that's tall poppy. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And, mate, there's some people that are really, really good at it, you know, um, mm. which is a really sad part of it. And, uh, look, being there, done that, we all have. Um, I guess Louis really hit the, hit the nail on the head here. As you get older, you see things for what they are. Like, you actually see through a lot of that BS and you see things for what they are and then – you actually can celebrate and you feel a hell of a lot better about it. You don't waste that energy because all it is, tall poppy syndrome, is a waste of energy. It's you wasting energy because you're trying to get one over someone else and bring them down to your level, and it's just not worth it. Yeah, the negative, mm. negativity is a suck on your own energy, and um, tall poppy is just criticising and being negative for the sake of it can be quite brutal. And, and that sort of sh- shit-talking culture that we do have a little bit of in New Zealand that you kind of mentioned <laughs> yeah. there, is he? Like, that's kind of what it is, eh? Like, on the field, face-to-face, like, I get it, you know? But it is, it's that yeah. kind of um, behind your back, that nasty, like, dragging someone down, just, what does it do to you? Does it really make you feel better? Well, if you thought about it, and that's kind of, I've realised it doesn't make me feel better, so why do we do it? Nah. I love the fact that Jay is getting into the youth, because it, you pointed it out, it's formative. That's where we learn this stuff. Mm. That's when we, where mm. our tendencies become from. Uh, Paul, as he pointed out, you know, it's built into your DNA as Kiwis. Well, it doesn't have yeah. to be, and I guess that's what people like Jay are, are trying to break down the barrier for. I love it. Yeah, look, and, and it's going to be good. Good conversation, and like I said earlier, boys, I caught up with, um, with them on Tuesday and just kind of tapped into it, and I think it'll just be great because there's so many athletes out there that are doing big things in their chosen sport but it's outside their sport where they're having a huge impact, and that's why I love Thursdays more than more than an athlete. And Jay will be able to share his story shortly, and we'll rip into it a bit more in depth and uh, get a bit more of an understanding of where it comes from and how we can change your thought process or our thought process going forward. So looking forward to it, lads. Beautiful stuff. Uh, one text here. If they can put 45000 to Eden Park for the Black Ferns, surely we can Go get 4500 to Rosedale for the Black Sox. 100%. How good. Yep. Let's take do a, it. Take, do a deck, take a deck chair, take a picnic, go out there, sit around the perimeters of the fences and watch the boys whack it over the fence. And Tim, when is Cinerama <laughs> racing? Saturday, Tim. Race 7. Race 7. The uh, Put your house on it till your nose bleeds. Three at Tarafa. <laughs> R18. Gamble responsibly. Back with Henry 
Shipley will pump his tyres up, and we won't say, well, Izzy can actually bowl faster than you, Henry, after this <laughs> 20, 20 away from eight. 16 minutes away from eight o'clock, and it is hosing down outside in Auckland, but don't let that fool you. It's cricket season, Kempi. That's right, the white ball domestic cricket season is underway already with a big summer of Ford Trophy and Super Smash set to be front and centre with the Black Caps heading to Pakistan next month. The 50-over competition is off to a flying start as well, with Canterbury rolling Wellington by 102 runs thanks to a six-wicket haul. How good. And just the fourth-ever hat-trick in the Ford Trophy to promising seamer Henry Shipley. And Henry's on the line with us this morning. G'day, mate. Hey, Henry, talk us through Wednesday. Just one of those days you had the ball on a string? Good morning, fellas. Uh, yeah, geez, it was a, uh, didn't, didn't feel like it was going to go that way after 10 overs with uh, Tommy Blundell. Uh, putting the putting us to the sword really in the first ten overs, but um, yeah, funny things happen, don't they? And, and I was lucky enough to be on the uh, other end of it, mate. What was your, what was the sudden change for for your form? I think uh, I was doing some some scooping and heading into it. You're just you know you, you're yeah okayish, but you've made a, a drastic change throughout the season. What 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 ticked right so on in that performance? Uh, I don't know really, mate. It was um, I was running into a pretty pretty stiff breeze at Wellington so I was probably just focusing on getting to the crease first and then um, letting the ball go somewhere nice. near the wickets and and by probably the days that things seem to seem to happen for you don't they when you're not really thinking too much so um, nice. uh, it was nice to be on the other end of it but yeah I'll take it. Hey Henry so what's what's your impression been so far the domestic season you know it's early days but does the format suit Canterbury? Yeah I think so we've been pretty competitive in it the last uh, the last few years yeah. um I think it's it's a, it's a funny one with how it kind of like intertwines with the T20 stuff. And last year was a bit a bit different with COVID, but um, yeah, we're hoping to sort of perhaps do a bit better than last year. And, and um, who knows, try and lift the trophy. Mate, you never want to look too far ahead, but the, every kid's dream is to represent their country. And well, the Black Caps are going through a transitional time at the moment. Tra- you know, a period where they've gone from. Having a lot of experience to now, maybe a couple of changes. That's something that's on your radar, mate. Oh, I'd love to get there at some point. Um, you know, it's I guess it's just trying to do what I can do um, for Canterbury mm. for a start, and, and and like you say, try and be a bit, bit more consistent, I suppose. And um, if I can do that, then hopefully when the opportunity comes, if it does come, then um, I'm ready to go and and I can uh, put the best foot forward there. How much emphasis have you put on your your all around? You've obviously got a fifer, but you, you've scored some some serious scores with the bat already. So you're obviously a bit of an all rounder. Is that something you're really focusing on, on your batting side as well? Yeah, for sure. No, I spent a bit of time in the winter getting uh, getting flung a few balls with from Fultz and Donks, our coaches, and um, I guess it was something I always had aspirations to to be a genuine all-rounder, but probably took a bit of convincing in the in the early years. So <laughs> it's uh, nice to be there now. Hey, mate, I'm a CD boy, and Ross Taylor steps out today in his 20th year when you guys take on the vaults, the Otago vaults. So um, how keen would you be to knock him over when you get a crack at Central? Uh, as long as it's <laughs> early in the innings, I'll be pretty happy. Um, I don't know if we have to take him on at Pocky Park or something like that. It can be a bit, what a a bit park. of a worry, but, um, yeah, pretty cool that he's, he's, uh, he's, still, he's still playing for CD this season and... and you know, you, I suppose you've got to take those experiences when they come and just and just enjoy them for what they are. 
Mate, are you a bit, are you a bit like myself? Like when I was back at school, I was a, I was a, I used to bowl, but once I started getting in the nets and having a bat, I probably focus more on my batting. Is Fultz trying to have to rein you in and say, mate, you're a bowler first, batter second? Because I got told that plenty. Love me batting. Yeah, I, it's a funny one, eh? When I was at school, I probably sort of saw myself as a bit of a batter who, who obviously bowled, but um, and then got to Canterbury and it was, yeah, you're, you're down at number 11, mate, and and try and work your way up from there. So I don't think anyone had to worry about telling me to not worry about the batting. I just had to had to keep putting some runs on the board, and and then obviously got to here. So um, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. But maybe those comms will come later. Hey Henry, is is Pukekura Park one of the prettiest parks that you've ever played cricket at? What what do you what do you like about it when you go up there? Um, yeah, it's I mean it's a lovely lovely spot. I guess the being in there beside the gardens as well and. Um, the, the the local faithful come out and and give you a piece of their mind, so that's always always kind of nice. But I guess on the other side of it, you can silence them, which is which is always kind. But um, yeah, I think it's just a, I mean, it's iconic, isn't it? it it's small and and looks really nice, and um, obviously suits suits a bit of white ball cricket from time to time. All right, Shippo, we've had a message coming through. You guys have to ask Shippo, when is he coming back to play for the mighty Greendale? Oh, really? Oh, no, I think um, <laughs> it's on the horizon. But even lines up, I think I got told if Greendale take on Peninsula and Henry Nichols is playing for Peninsula, then I've got to play for, play for Greendale. So is that my uncle on the, on the other end of that, um, that text? It probably will be. Unknown text, mate. They, they, just, they don't really leave their name. Well, we've got a uh, number. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you his number it. if you want it. Give it to me after this. Oh, get ready, awesome, get mate. ready, Shippo. <laughs> um, honestly, you come on, you come on the show, talk to Kempi and Izzy for breakfast, mate. You'll be in the black caps in three months. Go well, mate. Go well. Hey, Henry, thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Um, go out and get another five for mate. Just don't do it against CD. Go and go and get it against another team. Uh, my my team. Hopefully, Ross can uh, can bat well at Pukekura Park, iconic park. Enjoy yourself up there and go well, mate. Thanks a lot for joining us. Beautiful. Thanks, fellas. Have a good one. Cheers, Henry. Oh, crack up. Henry. That would have been his old man, was it? <laughs> it would have been someone Fuck close him to him. Yeah, it would have been close. Look number. I, I don't know what you were like, Izzy, but when I was when I finished playing international football, I wanted to go home and play rugby league for my club, you know. But I just never made it there. Um, mm. So you know, when people say, "Oh, make sure you go back to your club," I don't know how you felt. I was always thinking about that. Well, towards the end of my uh, career, I started. I didn't get to go back to my club in Hawke's Bay, the Pirates, but I got to play club here. And I honestly, it, it probably rejuvenated my thoughts on rugby because if you play at a high level for so long, the pressure, the external pressure, like everything's there. You go back to club level, mate. Two trainings a week, they love it. Going in the club rooms, having a big bot after. Like, it's that's just what it's about, the roots level and... Mm. and yeah, mate, absolutely loved it. I gotta, absolutely I gotta, loved it. I got to thank Walter Little. He did that for me because I couldn't make it back mm. to Waitara, and he said, "Mate, come up to Glenfield. Come out to Glenfield um, Rugby mm. Club." And I ended up coaching Glenfield with him, but I ended up playing with him as well in the tens. You ever heard of the Glenfield tens? Um, it's iconic up here in Auckland. <laughs> I ended up, mate. I would looked at Walter Little that day. Like I watched him on TV, mm. but I played next to him. I was like, "Mate, you would have been a Kiwi." 
100%. I'd never seen a guy hit holes so well. I was throwing him balls, and he's running these holes. I was going, mate, I wish you were playing league. You've been trying to poach union players for decades, Kempi. It's a personality trait of yours. Seven away from eight. We'll be back to wrap up the hour. I've got some great text messages here to get through just after this. Belgium, Canada, coming up in just about three minutes' time. Here we go, Wiz. Daniel McCarty and David Choate. Uh, got that call for you live in the SCNZ app. Right, here's a couple of text messages. We're talking to Poppy. I'll leave those for the next hour because Jay Galdard's coming up to talk about that with Izzy. But here's one for you, Kimpy. Hey, guys, great show. I heard the interview with Brandy on the Run Home show last night. What a legend. Yes, great interview. He also said he's confident the Warriors are on right on track with Andrew Webster. That's from Jamie and Wanaka, and obviously he would have a bit of a connection with Andrew Webster being a Panthers man. I had a good, had a good chat to him last night. Andrew Brandy? Webster. Oh, Andrew Webster. Yeah, and Brandy. Andrew Webster was at the function last night along with um, King George. King George had his big chair there. Cameron, he'll laugh at that too if he's listening. Um, but yeah, I had a chat to both of them. And uh, he's actually a really nice guy, Webby. Had a had a real open and honest chat. And you know, I, I actually said to him, I said, mate, it's a tough gig. You know, it's a really tough gig here in New Zealand. And um, you know, he's, he's got his mindset on it. They're back at training. All the young guys are back in here. Look, with Brandy, Brandy's gonna Brandy's gonna back anyone from Penrith, whether they're good or bad. He's a he's a he's a vice chairman of Penrith. They're on a real good roll. Um, Webby's come out of Penrith, and I guess he, you've got a guy that's coming out of a really good system. So, for me, um, yeah, we'll make that decision after a few rounds of the comp. Eh? Loves his racehorses. He does. Does Webby? So he'll fit in just fine around here. But uh, he'll come in too. So I got him in for got him in for a show. Perfect, before the season. But as you say, it is one of the toughest gigs, if not the toughest gig in New Zealand. Paul Gallon's decided to call it quits on his boxing career. Why Kane. wouldn't he? Well, $25 million <laughs> he has made in three years in the boxing ring, Kane. So before his brain is destroyed fully, he's decided to pull the plug. Belgium and Canada. Get up, Canada. Eh? He's on the news for Kubota to give them a shape for him to build in New Zealand. Eh? Chemist Warehouse has your Christmas gifts sorted. Find Aramis 110 mil for just $54.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. 24th of November, it's just after 8 o'clock. Izzy and Kempe ready to rip into the last hour of our show. We're talking sport, we're talking a bit of racing, we're talking life. Because that's what it's about. We love to have those important conversations. We had a great hour last hour. We spoke to Henry Shipley, Shippo. And while he had a pretty successful 
game on Wednesday. Hat-trick, 6 for 6 for 40. So great to chat to him as they head into the Ford Trophy. And uh, coming up, we've got a big hour ahead. It is, there's a, plenty of messages coming through talking tall poppy syndrome in New Zealand. There's a couple there on racing, but right now we're going to rip in to our next big guest. It is four past eight. Caring for our communities, out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. The term tall poppy syndrome is sadly one we're overly familiar with in New Zealand. Whether it's in our nature or not, it's unfortunately undeniably part of our culture, creating negativity and suppressing so many great Kiwis from reaching their limits and beyond. One great Kiwi is out to change that. Jay Galdard has been a superstar under the hoop in men's netball for years. He'd struggle to miss him with his towering frame and silky skills around the hoop, but it's off the court where Jay is working hardest for New Zealand. He's founded an organisation called Etu Tangata and it's all about ending our criticism culture and pushing Aotearoa into a space where everyone can swing when they win and feel confident knowing they are 10 out of 10 and Jay is with me right now in my studio. Morning Jay! Morning, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me and yes, you are a towering man. I've got you sitting so we're on the same level. But just quickly, quick question, what is tall poppy syndrome? Uh, so in New Zealand, we have this culture where uh, your success is, is a threat to mine. Mm. Um, I wish you well, but not too well. <laughs> and we've discovered that if you ask Kiwis to rate themselves out of 10, 10 bit of amazing, 0 bit of average, we all have to think that we're 6 or 7 out of 10. Um, and if anyone in the room goes, actually, I'm a 9 or 10, we laugh at them. Mm. And that laughter is what we need to address, that, that cutting down of someone who just thinks, you know, they can be whatever they want to be, right? They're gifted, they're talented, just go be you. But we don't allow that. We want them to think that they are just a 6 or 7 out of 10. It's, it's crazy because we talk about this our whole lives, you know, why is New Zealand like this? So where did this come from for you? Like why did you break into this situation or this industry where tall poppy syndrome is so poignant in New Zealand like how'd you get how did it get started for yourself so I'm a youth worker um mm. and I was over in the UK and I was just spending some time um chatting with people about what we did in um in New Zealand with youth work and then people said oh you must have the easiest job in the world being a youth worker and I'm like nah we have the highest suicide rate in the world double that of any other country in the world mm. and the people in the UK looked at me and said oh, so what's going on in, on in New Zealand and I sort of realized that actually we've got a crisis in our nation. I've, I'd become desensitized to the suicide rate and that we actually need to address the elephant in the room in a sense mm. because um, the way that we see ourselves and see others is actually impacting our culture. It impacts you, impacts me. Um, and we actually need to shift the culture of New Zealand um, and tackle this thing called tall poppy syndrome because it is – it, it, the belief system in New Zealand needs to shift, and that's what we're trying to do with Air to Tangata. Morena Jay, tēnei te mihi ki e moto mahi rangatira e It's awesome work you're doing, especially around bringing that inte- attention to detail and around this tall poppy syndrome. How, how has it been accepted, your work out there in the public space, especially with our kids? Uh, this is the part that's blowing me away, right? I, I, I sort of put it out there and... Uh, I was able to work with some amazing Kiwis from Steve Hansen to, and lots of other people who helped speak into this and help make it what it is today. And um, 
as I've shared about it, Kempe, people have just said, Jay, this is a word in season. We need to address the elephant in the room. We see the devastation of the elephant doing. Mm. We see, you know, people leaving the country because of it. I caught up with Jossie Wells last week. He leaves the country for six months of the year just to get out of the culture. Mm. And we just, everyone's Crazy. going, everyone's going, this is BS. Like, this is, this needs to be addressed because it's, it's actually doing damage to us. And we see the devastation of the elephant, but no one has ever gone, why don't we get rid of the elephant? Like possum 2050. Mm. Let's get rid of this bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just get, you know, let's, let's eliminate the elephant in the room. Yeah. So if we're going to eliminate the elephant in the room, where does it start? Where do we need to tap into to really start making a difference so we can get to 2050 and we've got rid of tall poppy syndrome? Or is it even achievable with our, you know, who we are as Kiwis? You know, it's bred into us, it's born into us. I asked you uh, a couple of days ago, like, why are Kiwis like this? Where does it stem from? Uh, it stems from the way you see yourself, right? So this is what Steve Hansen opened my eyes with in the sense of, you know, in all-black culture, it's you know, who you are is not because you're an all black. You're a mm. father. You're a son, and so we need to start by looking at ourselves and go, who are who are you? Um, and so one of the key strands within Ear to Tangata is around the conversation around your value, your, your worth, because and there's good envy and there's bad envy. If someone has a Tesla, you look at them and go, <laughs> hey, that's a nice car. Good envy goes, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to go and get myself a Tesla. Bad envy says, actually. I have low self-worth. I'm going to cut that person down yeah. to make myself feel better. And so we need to address the way we see ourselves because mm. if I value myself, then you doing well is not a threat to me at all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so we need to tap in because you're doing a lot of work at, at schools. Yep. So you've tapped into the schools. I remember you showed me the song the other day that, that's a huge part of Etu Tangata and seeing the smile on these kids' faces. So if you're able to tap into these kids at a young age, that is going to make a difference going forward? That's right. So we started in schools because they're the future parents. And then we are now going into sports. So we've got the five major sports on board. Um, so that's pretty cool. And now in the next 12 months, we're going to head into business into that space. So we want to be able to um, yeah, implement this kaupapa without, throughout the whole of the country. Hey, Jay. Jay, mate, awesome, awesome work. I hope five of those top sports that you talk about, one of them is rugby league because um, we've got plenty of it, uh, that tall poppy syndrome over here in, in our sport. Um, but what about the support for Etu Tangata? Like the support financially, it's obviously not, not a cheap kaupapa when you're getting around to schools and getting around to sports. Is there much support? Um, from the government around your program, and and of course, what about in the private sector? Is there many sponsors that you that you have support for? Um, I've made the mistake of giving it away for free, so I've intentionally said let's give this kopapa away because we need to remove any barriers from shifting the culture of New Zealand, which raises the question: How the heck do you pay for this? And mm. it's just honestly been the generosity of businesses and donors from across the country who've just gotten behind this. Um, I'm happy not to work with the government at this stage. I think that culture shift needs to start at grassroots mm. and we need to do it, you know, um, each family at a time. Uh, and that's what we're seeing. It's working across the country. So schools can jump on board, can get on the website, can engage with the, the kitty we've got developed. You can rip into it and you'll soon see Izzy on the air if we get into the space in place. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, if anyone wants to help, that's great. But we just want to continue to spread the word as, as the main priority. They want to stay away from the government there, Kempi. They have too much control. Yes. All right. I, 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 this I, one's I, of his uncontrollable. I, know. I hear, I hear, <laughs> I hear, but 
What? <laughs> I'll, I'll reframe the question. What about the cultural shift, Jay? Like, like, because there's obviously a lot of cultures in our in our country too. How how are you addressing, I guess, tangata whenua and and making it all encompassing around all the different dynamics that we have in the, in our country? Yep. So the framework is pretty basic in the sense where when we work with tangata whenua, so at the moment we're working with a kura from across the country. And so we're saying to the, the principals, hey, here's the framework, build it in a way that best works for you. And so then nice. they, and we back them, they develop it and do the same. We're going to do the same with the Samoan and Tongan, like let's, mm. do, let's do this in other languages so that you build it and speak into this in a way that works for you, not here I am, non-Maldi, mm. giving, giving you, this is how you need to implement this. Nah, that's not how we're going to do this. You, you do it how it works for your community. Uh, the framework's pretty basic, and we just kind of keep it simple for you to, yeah, nice. co-design it how you need to. Well, was this a huge part as well? Because New Zealand's a really multi multicultural country, and we've got different races throughout it. Is this a, a sense of breaking down that barrier too? Is how everyone comes together? Like we always say, we're a united country, but reality is we're all separate at home. But there's still a lot of racism that is, is rife throughout New Zealand. Is that a part of your co-papa too, like bringing yeah. us together and uniting us? Yeah, I think so, because we're becoming too individualistic mm. in the sense that we are becoming more micro, and we actually need to go back to, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And so, but we don't know how to do that anymore. So we need to go to think about actually the tide lifts all boats. Mm. So we actually need each other. So, you know, we need to function from this win-win mentality. When you, when you win, I win. When mm. you lose, I lose. And so we need to move back to that community um, aspect, and I think schools are a great place to begin that journey, uh, and businesses are also there as well. So, yeah, watch the space. Hey, Jay, hey Jay, just let's talk about your being an athlete and the and the competition that you're playing with. Cruz Tangera, I, I grew up with his whanau. I was at his um, Whakapotai Tanga last week, his graduation um, here. You know, t- tell us about the... The issues that you're dealing with, with, a, with being a male playing in a, in a predominantly female sport, but having such success at that high level, what's, what's that tall poppy syndrome been like with that sport? Uh, it's been, it's pretty, pretty eye-opening for us because obviously we do play in a, in a sport where, not the, where men don't play netball. Um, so you get ripped out for that first and foremost. Now I'm lucky; I'm six foot eight, 130 kg. So can <laughs> <laughs> old drone, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's just been interesting seeing you know um you know men don't play netball and ripping you out and you know that sort of stuff. But as in the last five years, it's got more profile. Mm. People have sort of shifted their perspective and gone actually, hey, you know, go you guys. Um, I I haven't really let it affect me. I um I've just decided from early on that actually I'm just going to play my own my own game and I'm going to play, you know, stay in my own lane and just be me. Um, I some, th- some things about me I struggle with, but I'm like, actually, this is me. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I'm a big personality and I'm a big unit and, you know, I like to have fun and sometimes I go too far and I just have to pull it back. But, um, <laughs> but within the netball scene, we're just, um, we can't thank, like, Noli and Toto is enough yeah. who have given us that, that platform, have given us that, even with now with Australia and England getting involved. Like, this is, for us, is a big deal to see men's netball getting the profile that it currently has across the mutu. And you touched on industries, so you, I get a sense that netball New Zealand are all for etu tangata and the tall poppy stuff, and we've touched on other industries, you've got cricket, you've got our, our major franchise, you've got NZR, NZRL, Rugby League, 
So uh, is everyone coming to the party with this and getting a real understanding that this is hugely important for New Zealand, not only as a country but as a sports sense? Yeah, no one's spoken ill to my face. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. when we deal with netball New Zealand <laughs> or netball and New Zealand rugby, they're like, wow, this is so big, go talk to local clubs. And mm. so that's what we've done, really. They've endorsed us and said, go for it, son. But we've just gone and um, we're dealing with Canterbury Rugby at the moment around how to implement this within the 50 clubs within Canterbury Netball New Zealand, like, hey, how do you deal with the netball clubs across the, the motu? Um, so, yeah, everyone is, is encouraged by the word, but then they're going, this is quite big, son. You're trying to change a culture, not only in netball or rugby or rugby league, but actually within the, across the, the whole country. Um, but I'm just, you know, taking the elephant out one bite at a time. Yeah. And just, you know, you, you, you know, Kemper, you take your part of the corner, rugby league, Izzy takes his part, and then we just shift the culture together. Um, that's how it's going to happen. Oh, mate, I'd, I'd be more than happy to help you help you make that shift. And once that elephant has been, you know, put to Tanifa, <laughs> that elephant, and mm. you've and you've clobbered him, what does that look like, Jay? What does that look like for Aotearoa? No, for you, you know, you're sitting there with your pipe and your slippers on, and you're sipping on your Chardonnay. <laughs> what does that look like in in fifty years' time? I get emotional because I just think about a country where a mukapuna, our, our, our kids are going to grow up in a country where they actually can be all that they want to be uh, rather than being ripped out for having dreams and aspirations. And mm-hmm. I think we do need to do this because this we're in a dark hour and I think that I, I get emotional because I think this is something that we can implement which is so easy that can speak life into each other, can speak life into the next generation because they're going to grow up in a world that's hard enough as it is and mm-hmm. I want New Zealand to be a country that actually we stand together and we look out for each other and we call each other out. You know, mm. to Tangata, we don't do that anymore. And um, that's what my hope is, Kempi, as, as, mm. as this goes um, into, the, into the future. Oh, man, Carpoy's getting making me emotional. He's right next to me. You can't probably feel it, but uh, he's, he's letting it all out there. And we need more people like you in our lives, uh, Jay, obviously doing the important work that uh, many people talk about but don't act on it, and uh, you're one of the champions. And we appreciate you coming on our show and sharing uh, your story and your journey through Etu Tangata. If, we, if anyone can get involved or if anyone can help, how can we come to your assistance or be of your assistance? Just head to the website, etu tangata, so etu tangata, t-a-n-g-a-t-a dot n-z. Um, go to the website, you can reach out to us, you can jump online, there's free resources there to engage uh, with the kaupapa uh, and take it into your school. And also, if your school wants free kids books, uh, we've got resources we yes. can send out. Yes, I've got one inside, and I've got my hoodie on as well, etu yeah. tanga, I've got my... Uh my outfit sort yeah, of. I, I noticed that hoodie as <laughs> soon as you put it on, I was like, yeah, man, that's that's pretty cool, just that resource. Hey, Jay, look, honestly, Jay, we need more people like you in our in our country. The work that you're doing, especially around at conduit between sport and society, is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I wish you all the best, mate. If we can help you, like me and Izzy, if we can help you try and get the message out, thanks a lot for coming on today. Um, we'll do that. You know, so you go out there, mate. You you conquer that elephant. You know that's in the room. Um, we're right behind you. You can come down here, January sixteenth, Kimpy. A little something in my house for for you to tangata and Jay. He bought me sushi the other day, so one way to my heart is through my tummy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. I'll Jay Gowder. Awesome, mate. Hey, more than an athlete, Jay Gowder, Etu tangata, and we appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Thank you so much. Thanks, team. Awesome. There he is.
Lovely stuff. Jay Gowder. 20 minutes past 8 o'clock. Uh, so many messages flooding through on that tall poppy is jealousy, full stop. Noel, back in the 60s and 70s, it was not about being a skite. If you were good at anything, you couldn't say it because you were a skite back then. And it kind of still has been a bit like that, uh, Nigel. Um, I also feel sorry for kids like Arlo, where the pressure will be on them way worse because of their, their dad did. Everyone is special in their own way. We need to celebrate that and stop being such staunch uh, W anchors. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a good one, Louis. That's a that's my biggest fear. Yeah. That's my biggest fear as a dad. Like everyone comes up to me as are they going to be an All Black, and I I'm like, mate, honestly, I don't care if he doesn't play rugby, and I don't care if he wants to do something different, just because his dad has been successful. And that is my biggest fear that he feels like worthless if he's not achieving what he's what what I achieved, and that's what I'm going to try and put into him. It's like no. You know, Dad did what he did. You're everyone's different. We're own individuals, and you'll be better than Dad at a whole lot of other things that Dad wasn't good at. You know, like so. It is my biggest fear, and I'm going to do my hardest, work my hardest to change that kind of situation. Yeah, well said, Izzy. And one last one from Mark. What a great interview and a great man Jay is. Tall poppy syndrome sucks. I've seen it also too many times. I feel Kiwis use, tend to use humbleness as their excuse to be mean and hurtful around their actions. I teach my son and daughter to be their best at everything, and if they do, they are their best. Don't hide it. Accept it and embrace it. I also let them know that they are going to be things that they're not good at. So to tell those that are the best at those things, get behind them and tell them they're awesome. Work hard and try yourselves to get better so you can also be good. You've summed it up beautifully there, Mark. It is 22 minutes past eight here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's the Great Greyhound Racing New Zealand Charity Run. Yeah, it is. And I've got a $3.20 winner courtesy of our guest tipster, Pip Morris. Uh, Portland Timmy, race number two at Cambridge today, number one in the red rug, Portland Timmy today from box one where it has won before. The Black Dog. Right, Portland Timmy for Child Cancer Foundation. Thanks to grnz.co.nz. Go there and catch up with all of their information and form. We love our dogs. They love to race. And Portland Timmy loves to win today at 18 minutes past 12. You're getting $3.20. So we have 50 on the nose. Right now, uh, let's get to Paulie Bawadi. But firstly, Canada nearly sneaking a goal against Belgium. 15 in from that left-hand sideline. Hazard having to come deep to get the ball. Daniel on two occasions there. He's, he's ducking into midfield. That's how you'll see him play. That's why that 4-3-3 can confuse Hazard. No, this is, uh, that's not the goal. They had a penalty attempt and it was saved. Anyway, that's not the right clip. But Paulie Mawati will be watching this as the live <laughs> odds are moving around. Paulie? Yeah, that's right. And I'm sure that all of you boys there have got pockets full of cash because yesterday... I did say um, that the big turnaround, <laughs> the big turn, that Argentina to lead at halftime, Saudi Arabia to win, um, got up. So obviously you boys backed Germany to lead at halftime, Japan to win, uh, and you've collected big time because a lot of punters did jump on that this morning after what happened yesterday. So I'm sure you guys were one of that, one of those uh, sort of lucky punters that, that got up there. It got out to around $76 at the high. So um, I'm sure you boys got on, didn't you? Wasn't me. Geez, you panicked, didn't you? Did you just panic? You had 500 to 1 in Saudi Arabia. You pulled them into into 70s. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I've always rated the Japanese in football, so and, uh, we we kept them safe. Um, and if you just back them to win um, during the game, they got out to I think a high of about fifty odd dollars. So, um, and there wow. were a few that took the top price as well. So, yeah, there's always an upset or two, and we're, we've we've seen a couple already. So, and it looks like it's the sort of tournament where we're going to see a few more. So. Keep an eye on. Oh, we've got one right now, Paulie. We're seeing one right now. Canada's all over Belgium here, like toweling yeah. them up. Get yeah, up, well, they Canada. Should, they should have put that penalty away. Um, I've just had a look at uh, Sarapa like on Saturday that. as well. And um, in the Group 3 Eagle Technology Stakes, we've had money for the two Tiako runners up towards the top of the market. Pre de Fur, four fifty into three sixty and Brando five fifty into four eighty. Uh on the second line of betting, um you, our good friend Uncle Tony might be able to help us there. Cinerama uh, solid at four dollars and fifty cents. Come on, let it out a bit, Paulie. <laughs> Give us sixes or sevens at least. I'll get to and I'll tell you in race six, that's the open handicap thirteen hundred, uh there's been a wee bit action on the Peter Locke trained faithful feet. Now, we had support for that uh, first fresh up, uh, and the money's back on again. So, Faithful Feet, currently $9, uh, and Race Sector Arpa has had a wee bit of support again. Okay, Paulie. I'll, I'll take you there. Faithful Feet, interestingly market mover. Today, they've got the Wellington Stakes, the Group 3 for the three-year-olds, where Devastates, the 270 favourite, and as well, the Levin Stakes, and Joe was wondering, do we have the bully from Uncle Alan? Well, he's got a big weight to carry. Butler, $2.20 favourite, but the track will be suitable. It's a heavy eight down there this morning, so he'll get through that. No worries at all, Joe. Thank you, Paulie, tab.co.nz, R18, gamble responsibly. Right, here's other health news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. We'll get to your text messages as well as some love racing updates before the end of the show, plenty to come, 29 away from none. Yeah, it's football fever here at SCNZ with the FIFA World Cup going on right now. Daniel McCarty, David Choke calling Canada. Belgium in the ECNZ app right now. You can go and hear that live commentary. Nil all 34th minute. I can't believe Japan actually beat Germany. You think that you might get one or two upsets, but two and two days of this magnitude is crazy. Here's Japan's second goal. Itikura. Asano. Asano. Yes! What a goal! Oh, one of the goals of the World Cup already. And they've turned the game on its head. Unbelievable. Unbelievable indeed. None of us backed them. Maybe we have to go... Who's playing tomorrow, lads? Should we have a look and then just take their rank outsider? I'm serious. This might be the way to go. 2-1. Yeah, (laughs) 2-1. Portugal, Ghana. Should we just be... Should should we have a go on Ghana? Portugal leading half-time. Ghana to win 2-1. Oh, no. Here it is. Here's Here's the upset. I found it. Serbia... Is gonna beat Brazil. There yeah, you go, Joe. Do it. We know do that, it. eh, Joe? Ten yeah, nil. I like that. Ten nil. I'll give it ten bucks now, Joe. Right now. Oh yeah. What, what for Brazil? 
Not a million years, Kempi. <laughs> you keep that 10 bucks. I'll be taking it off you in about a month, mate. <laughs> so, Joe's got Brazil in the sweepstake. I've got Netherlands. Kempi, you've got Wales. Izzy has Belgium currently Belgium. in a. Belgiumed. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Neeps has Mexico, but Brazil. Oh, I think that's it, boys. Tomorrow we're gonna have to get on. Serbia. That's a good bet. Let's do it. Let's go see what they're paying. Um, It'd be like a million to one. Well, there's no way Brazil wins. Like Joe's just Joe doesn't have enough good karma to for Brazil to win this tournament. Do, do you know? Do you know how I got Brazil, Louis? Actually. Everybody, the whole office was like Brazil, Brazil for Joe, Brazil for Joe. They're all cheering for me because I'm just—they just care about me so much, and they thought he deserves this. And do you know what? It worked. I got Brazil. So good karma, Louis. There's no such thing as fairy tales around here, Joseph. Okay, uh, love I wouldn't racing. be excited about Brazils. Not before they get a hiding from Novak Djokovic is Serbia. Um, Love racing.nz, boys. Now, it's a big weekend for Kempi. He's got his run. How's Pungal doing? Is he any update from the paddock? Good. Yeah, yeah. he's been gouted. He's been gouted. He got gouted last week, oh. and he's just really resting up. So he'll come back late Jan. We'll target him for Ramwick. Poor, poor Pungal. Poor Pungal. I know. We took his dignity away. I don't really want to, but hey, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we did. And, uh, well, this is what happens when you plan up in the stable, Pungle. You have to be tuned up. So you got tuned up. You could just relax and calm down, never get overexcited, and just sit there and eat your food. But no, you like your owners. <laughs> well, have you been gelded? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> TVC. <laughs> right. Pango's been gelded. Oh, that was a good update, actually. Is he there? Um, group racing on a Thursday, boys. Over the mile, the Elston Park Wellington Stakes. Three-year-olds, set weights and penalties. I don't know who's going to win this race. She's Dominant has taken a truckload of money. $9. There's been scratchings, but $5.50 now. Diamond Discovery, the one-star winner... For Sean Ritchie, uh, Ashvin Gundasami, that's taken a truckload of money as well. This filly has a, had a bit of talent on debut, but there are a lot of last start winners in the race, including, well, there are a couple, including Devastate, um, like the big, you know, remember that guy that had the Devastate tattoo across mm. his face? Yeah. yeah, I think the horse is named after him. Uh, Joe Doyle, the Irishman doing the riding for Andrew Forsman. Look, Forsman's team's dead set flying. He set this race out from a, a long How good is he going? Yeah, really well. As Cam said this morning, he's just he's putting his placing his horses beautifully. Yeah, he is honestly, if you wanted to follow him into any race at the moment, his and his his, his strike rate is so good. Yeah, no, it is. I think he's well, he'd be not far off leading the uh, premiership, to be fair. I think Mark Walker is at the moment, but they're going super uh, the Forsman runners. Every time they step out, he is fourth on the premiership, but he's striking at six point one, um, which is really, really good. I tell you who's striking off the charts. Your mate, our mate, New Plymouth's Robbie Patterson. Yeah. 3.6. So every time he's he's winning a race, one and more than a quarter of the time he lines a horse up, mm. which is pretty incredible. Uh, today down there at Otaki, I have found one for us, guys. If you want to have a bet, race six, Faraglioni. 
I'm a little bit filthy on the price now. You were getting $3.80 first thing this morning, uh, then $2.80, then $2.70, and now $2.50. So I guess other people have had the similar idea as me this morning. But uh, for Aglioni, gets through heavy track. I actually think it's probably a better soft track horse. So that heavy eight, it's an overcast. It might come back to a seven, but it's right in the range for Aglioni. Vinnie Colgan, good weight. Not a bad draw at all. Joshua can train. This horse is talented. It won on a Saturday at Hastings. I think it'll be dealing to this field. Race six, number eight for Aglioni, my best of the day. And um, Butler is the short price favourite in the Levin Stakes. But has to go up against Sergio, who won Super Last Start. Connor O'Kieran, who's got genuine ability for Robbie Patterson. And as we said, he wins the race one and three and a half times. He lines a horse up. Old Town Road is rock solid in the market for Lisa Ladder. Her stable is flying it well as well at the moment. So that's a really good race. The open handicap, 1,200 metre, courtesy Ford Levin Stakes at about quarter to three today. Um, for good prize money, it's a stakes race. Butler, the $2.20 favourite. Fragley only is my best of the day. After this, we'll talk a little bit about Movember Kempi and we'll get to some more text messages. 20 minutes away from nine. Belgium, Canada, still locked at nil all in the Football World Cup. And... Izzy, can you give me your best go? Go! <laughs> yeah, nice ball through the centre four channel. Mitchell Butchawaii thumps it with the left foot on the half volley into the back of the net. And just like that, Belgium show their class and are in front by one goal to nil. Mm, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty disappointed with your goal. Do you want to try a better one now? Go! <laughs> and they score! Let's go! <laughs> the old let's go! <laughs> very, very good. Belgium go up 1 0 against Canada. They're going to need to fill their water bottles up with maple syrup at halftime eh, to uh, make this one a contest because Belgium, well, they are one of the sharper teams in Europe. So well done, Izzy. You are leading 1 0 as they look like they're about to go into halftime. But Kimpy, you have been doing such a good job with this. You've really been leading the way on our Movember spree this November. Together we can change the face of men's health. We're in this together. Let's do it for the men's men men's men in our lives. Donate now. You can go to Team ECNZ. Honest opinion. Have have the run home really given it their all, do you think? No. No. <laughs> Not at all. They have been absolutely this is a competition and they will get a penalty to donate to Movember. They have been. This is like this is like the All Blacks playing uh, kangaroos. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a hundred nil, hundred nil at least. But I'll tell you what, it's been great fun talking about. Um, you know, I've had heaps of text messages actually on my phone from guys that are listening to the show saying we're still doing the push ups. Yeah. You know, um, I've been for a walk today. I've been out and played play the golf. I've mowed my lawn. So it's had a definite had an effect on it. And even in, inside here, Neep's getting down, doing his sit-ups every day, trying to get that washboard going. Um, boys coming in here, doing push-ups in the, during the day. You know, it's, I think, a, f- a fantastic month. And um, I think with the soccer theme, that the drive home, because, you know, last week we, we smashed them on our Izzy Swim which was awesome and, and moving, and the <laughs> card game. Like, the card game was legit. They're still moaning about that. They come up, I think, with a soccer thing. So is this a Football World Cup theme? So what's, what is got, the well, challenge this be. week? So the challenge is all about keeping the ball off the ground. 
Yeah, um, which is pretty interesting. I can't wait to see the socials from the drive home. Well, so you reckon they've take, they've chosen a challenge that'll take them fifteen seconds? That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said to the, I said to them when I went on this show, like you've got to try and keep it up for a hundred, you know, between your team because I know how difficult that is. So they might be out there for a while. Well, it's raining today. Um, we'll have a crack at it after the show. I don't know how your knees will hang, hold up. Yeah, that's and that's the other thing. They really haven't taken into account, like we did. We like we were very careful making sure that we're looking after them. Inclusive, we? inclusive. But they've looked at me and is and went knees football. Yeah, no, nah, let's give them that. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, game of hacky? I, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Mm. So we're gonna go have a crack I'm, at I'm it. I'm pretty good at that. I'm pretty good at that. I'm real good at that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so watch this space, all right? Stay with me. All right. Get Arlo to film you doing some juggles. Uh, we'll do some in here after the show, and together we can change the face of Ben's health. I'm actually going for a – we've all got a mate. Actually, I know you do. Is he Matt Bateman is your mate who has yeah. just got – Yeah, I've got a class at 9.30. So he's got a rig, right? I've got a mate yeah, who I play footy with. He's a good cricketer, and he's got a rig. And I go into his fishbowl dungeon at his place maybe like once a fortnight if I can muster the energy and just get absolutely sessioned by him <laughs> as he makes me do bear crawls and just you know, farm farmer carries. Just and fun things. All, all, all of the awful <laughs> frogs, you know, all of the awful little body oh, weight yeah. drills, just all of this stuff I hate, but I'm going to go do that today. And, you know, if you have the have it in you, go and do some exercise today because it is good. And well, I'm you... going to class, 9.30, yes. straight there after this. Good On route, the yeah. wagon. On the wagon, mate. But uh, i got a long way before I get that uh, table on my gut. <laughs> got a few speed bumps. We'll get rid of them, lads. Watch this space. Watch the space. Not gelded on the wagon. Izzy Dag. Let's go. Uh, Belgium. <laughs> one one up against Canada at half time. Boys, get on Viva Vienna. Viva Vienna in the Karaka two year old. She's still racing on December 3rd. When it's open, get on. Cheers, Chris. Well, I think you have a bit in the futures now, Chris, if you wanted. Uh, ethereal star. It's going to be very hard to stop. When does the Quaddy Crush start, Louis? This weekend. And there are still only a couple of spots available there. If you go to SENZ to the win page, you've got to give up $100 of your cash. But then if you look at it, it's really only like 5 bucks a weekend because we're going to be taking Quaddies all the way through summer to April and hopefully come up with a nice dividend. Brad, you asked earlier, what's the minimum I get back? <laughs> Seriously? Well, Brad, it's punting. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, no, we're going to give it all back. So is there a minute? Is there a minimum, like let's say you win a million dollars, is there a minimum that you're going to give out? No. <laughs> Brad, what we'll do is when we get the pool, we will hopefully give you a collect back, but... It's punting. You can never, ever, ever guarantee that you're going to get something back, and that's, I guess, the point of when you have a bet, right? But I tell you what, over the summer period, the quaddy pools are big and juicy, and I reckon we'll jag one or two, mate. So I'm feeling pretty confident. Eight away from nine. Rick Dogs in for Smithy after this. SCNZ, and we are three minutes away from nine o'clock. Hey, hrnz.co.nz is where you go to get all of your harness racing news, reviews, previews, the lot. 
including Do Your Form. And today, for the Child Cancer Foundation, we're going to take on an odds-on favourite here. Mickey Sharn is the odds-on favourite at Alex Park for Child Cancer Foundation. It's paying $1.90. We're going to take the mighty Mickey in the hands of our favourite driver, Zachary Butcher, who had a hell of a go during Cup Week. Didn't he? Uh, yeah, he was having an absolute... He actually came and had a really good chat, too, um, in the 10 days. Zachary came along and got stuck into uh, stuck in Aussie. Good kid. He's an awesome dude. He was having a ball on the Saturday, wasn't he? Oh. <laughs> he was I reckon we should get him on a bit more because he's really he's actually a real good chap. Oh, he's super articulate, 100%. Well, if the mighty Mickey wins, we have to get him on to sing when he wins, get to Tangata. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, sing when you win. Let's not be tall poppies about it. hrnz.co.nz. For Child Cancer Foundation, that's our pacing for Purpose Bet. The mighty Mickey. Race six, number four. And uh, repping his Manchester United kit today. Is that because Christi- Cristiano's gone? It's a celebration that Cristiano's <laughs> gone and the Glazers are selling. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Couldn't be better news. Mate, if I told you when Cristiano was it this time last year when mm. he kind of the homecoming, if I yeah. told you within 12 months you were going to hate this guy's guts, would you have believed me? Uh, I wouldn't have written it off. No, I wasn't convinced it was a good idea, to be honest. Right. So, yeah, I wouldn't have maybe thought I'd hate his guts, but, uh, yeah, not convinced, put it that way. Yeah. He's done damage, hasn't he, to himself and to the whole brand? Yeah, massively, massively. I mean, mainly Why to himself. Why Piers Morgan? Well, I, that's the thing. <laughs> I was I saw this somebody yesterday, and I said, you know, it's one thing doing the interview, you know, but doing it with Piers Morgan's almost worse. The most provocative <laughs> yes, man on the planet. Like, re- where's who's giving Cristiano Ronaldo advice? Well, Piers Morgan, George Mendes, who's his agent, probably. But yeah, I mean, you know, as people have said, you know, I mean, he's the guy that was phone tapping people's uh, people's answer phones, you know, for the Sun back in the day, and he got in trouble for that. He was implicated in all that. He's a dirt journalist. No, <laughs> nobody in the UK likes him. They all hate him. <laughs> well, yeah, it's always a good clue when you have to Who go. Who buys on. them? Who buys Cristiano? Hachi. Man U. Oh, Manchester United. Uh, Jim Ratcliffe, who owns Enios. They also own Nice, and um, they've got the America's oh. Cup team and stuff. He's apparently linked. Oh, Jim Ratcliffe. He is a big baller. Uh, Rick Dog, we'll see you tomorrow. Mm. We're going to go and see how many juggles Kempi can do with the soccer which looks like I've it's come three. from about <laughs> 2003. <laughs> Terrible ball. We might blame the kit. Have a good day. Stay with Rick Dog throughout the morning. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.